1: Before we find out what Mr. McGee's big idea is tonight, here's a big idea for any night.
2: McGee, whatever happened to that nice idea that used to be around about marriage being a 50-50 deal?
3: No, well, I'd say it's alive and kicking. Still takes two to polka.
2: <laughs> Tango, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. Don't quote me, but I guess you're right. With married folks, things do manage to work out pretty evenly.
3: And You should know, Molly. You take something like planning the family's future... That's one job where a wife and husband should work together because it's not his or her future, it's theirs.
2: You bet. And, McGee, if folks would use Prudential's dollar guide, they'd find the problem of planning for their future a whole lot easier. Sit down with a dollar guide, and step by step you can figure out just how much money will be needed to get along on if Dad dies unexpectedly.
3: Money for important things like living expenses, keeping the kids fed, clothed, and in school, paying off the mortgage or the rent. So let's face it, folks... Now's the time to decide what your family's future needs will be in dollars and cents.
2: And you know, the man to help you with deciding is your prudential agent. Call him and make a date soon. He'll show you how to make sure the money will be there when you need it the most.
1: Get a load of this telephone conversation, will you? It's Mr. McGee on one end with a terrific, he says, idea for making money. And a local businessman on the other end. Listen. Yeah.
3: Yeah, sure, but... uh, What? Uh, Well, I know, but... But but listen.
2: Yeah, but... But, Tracy, will you listen to me a minute? I know, no, but look. Sounds like a Republican senator trying to get the floor in Congress. Please, Molly. Hello? Hello?
3: Ah, hung up. That's the third one this morning.
2: What's this all about?
3: Uh, remember that auction we went to at the war surplus store yesterday?
2: Do I remember it? You mean the one known as Oops, me and my big mouth? Now what am I going to do with 30 weather balloons?
3: Well, you know as well as I do, kiddo, that I didn't buy them things on purpose. It was an accident. I tried to explain to the auctioneer that I wasn't bidding on them balloons.
2: I know, I know.
3: But I promised you I'd get us out of this, and that's what these phone calls are about. I got a terrific idea. We'll get our 20 bucks back, and then some.
2: Well, from the conversation I just heard, you seem to be having a little trouble getting this great idea of yours across to whoever you were talking to. Ah,
3: them guys I call so far a bunch of squares. They got no vision. They got no foresight, like I have.
2: <laughs> they got no weather balloons like you have, either.
3: Them weather balloons, my dear, are going to be the greatest investment I ever accidentally made.
2: <laughs> well, the war Surplus stores seem mighty happy to get rid of them. Did you notice the prompt delivery this morning, 8 a.m.?
3: Yeah. And did you hear that smart-aleck kid when I opened the door? Good morning, Mr. Rand. Is Sally up, he says? I got a package for her. <laughs> Boy, he's punk. I should have told him off.
2: I'll get the door.
3: Well, go ahead. I'm going to make another phone call. And this time, I ain't wasting time with little guys. I'm going right to the
2: top. I'll be in the den if you want me. Ah, well, there goes a good kid. I don't know what he's up to, but I can just hear the gears grinding in that busy little head of his. Coming! Well, Dr. Gamble, do come in.
0: Thank you, my dear.
2: Let me have your hat and overcoat. That's it. How's your mother?
0: Oh, just fine, Molly. Sends her regards to both of you. <laughs> I was just reading a wonderful cartoon in the medical journal here. I want to show it to you.
2: Good. <laughs> I could use a laugh.
0: Now, you love this. Let's see. And where is it? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Look, (laughs) two doctors, you see, just completed a trepanning operation on a patient, (laughs) cerebral exploration. And one of them says to the other, (laughs) he says, this guy's really got apertures in his cranium. (laughs) It's uh, a little technical, I guess.
2: That's cute, though, doctor. Show the cartoon to McGee. He loves technical things. He'll ask you a million questions. I'll
0: skip it. Where is the boy wonder today, anyhow? He's in the den. Oh. Come on out, McGee. I won't review about those weather balloons. Honest.
2: Oh, you know about those?
0: Yeah, there isn't much a doctor doesn't hear about, my dear.
2: He's on the phone now, trying to get rid of them. Oh? Says he has an idea that'll get us our $20 back and then some.
0: Didn't finish the sentence, did he?
2: Hmm?
0: $20 back and then some man in a blue uniform comes knocking on your door with a nightstick.
2: Well, good gracious, I hope not. After all, Dr. McGee isn't a child... He knows right from wrong.
0: Oh, sure. He's
2: not going to do anything silly that'll get him thrown into jail or get us in trouble with the government or... Hmm. Excuse me a minute. McGee, hang up and come out here, will you? Don't make any deals till we talk about it. Uh, Just a minute, Molly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, my wife. Hey, say, can I bring her, too? Good. We'll be there in an hour and give you all the details. Right. Goodbye. Well, there you are, kiddo. We're all set. I told you it was a waste of time talking to the small fry. That was the president. The president? Oh, hi,
2: Doc. Yep.
3: Shelby Snodgrass, president of the Whistle Vista Merchants Association. Oh,
2: well, now, what's this all about? What does the Merchants Association have to do with it?
3: I'll tell you on the way downtown, Molly. Sorry to rush off like this, Doc, but I've got to get these 30 weather balloons off our hands, and, well, you know, the old expression... Fools
0: rush in where angels fear to tread. No,
3: it's an ill wind that doesn't blow somebody some good. And if this idea of mine works out, we just blew into a fortune. Well, come on, kiddo. I'll get the balloons. Put your face on and back out the car. Shelby Snodgrass is waiting.
1: Back to Westville Vista in a minute. Join with all America during the month of January to fight infantile paralysis, the crippling disease that strikes without warning. Since its founding in 1938, the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis has been pledged to give, and has given, whatever aid was needed, including financial aid, to every polio victim requiring help regardless of age, race, creed, or color. In 1954, polio struck 40,000 times, making it the third worst epidemic year on record. Never before has the National Foundation started a year with so many polio patients stricken in previous years still on the list of those needing help to recover. There are 70,000 such patients in all. The polio fight is still far from over, and this year's national goal is $65 million, money needed to carry out a two-fold program of prevention and patient aid. Join the fight. Send your dimes and dollars to your local March of Dimes headquarters. (laughs)
2: the truck, McGee.
3: Yeah, I see it. Did you figure out what I asked you yet? Twenty-five times thirty? What does it come to? Seven
2: hundred and fifty. But what? Wow,
3: seven hundred and fifty bucks? Just for one day's work.
2: What in the world is this all about? Will you start at the beginning? Now, I'm tired of this beating around the bush. Well,
3: look, Molly, you know those thirty weather balloons?
2: Intimately by now.
3: Oh, I got a great idea. I'm going to take those balloons.
2: And... Watch where you're walking, you stupid! Oh, hi, Wimp.
3: That was Wallace
2: Fast on his feet, isn't he? Now, about this idea of yours.
3: Oh, all that. Yeah, well, like I say, when I got home last night, after that unfortunate experience at the auction downtown, I says to myself, I says, what, I says, can I do to get,
2: I says, my money back out of them, I says, balloons? Honestly, Miggy, sometimes you can be so exasperating. Look, just give me a short, straight answer to one simple question. Where are we going?
3: Down to the hotel, Ritz Vista. To the Merchants' Association luncheon.
2: Well, at last I got some information. Now, if you'll kindly tell me what we're going to do... Oh, I
3: forgot to tell you, they're having fried chicken today. They wanted me to wait and come next week because they got a busy luncheon today, but next week they're having fish and...
2: What's the matter? What you looking for? Oh, my lipstick. I came off without my lipstick. Mm. I can't go in there in front of all those businessmen without any lipstick on. You're
3: not going to kiss them, you're going to eat.
2: While I make my talk.
3: Fried chicken is better without lipstick anyhow Uh,
2: Here, look. Pull in front of the bond town. Let me run in and get a lipstick. Uh, Molly,
3: we'll be late.
2: I'll only be a minute. You can go around the block and I'll just grab a lipstick and be right back out here in front by the time you get...
3: Hurry up, Molly, will you? The luncheon is down here, in the green room.
2: Hurry. I'm hurrying as fast as I can.
3: Round the block while I pick up a lipstick, she says. Gee whiz, Molly, I went around that block seven times. Well, I didn't know I
2: was going to pop a runner in my nylons, McGee. I had to get a new pair of stockings and put them on and...
3: Never mind, never mind. Here's the luncheon. Why the crowd? Gee whiz, look at there. They're passing around the toothpicks already. Hope they got something left for us. Hey, waiter. Come on, Molly, to the kitchen. Hey, look, waiter, we just got here and we want.
1: And that fellow members of the Merchants Association should answer all your questions on how to deal with customers who get nasty at the exchange counter. Thank you, Sergeant Brown, for your demonstration of judo. The uh, the last item on our agenda was to have been a presentation of an idea on how to hypo business in the downtown area during the next few weeks and induce people to spend anything they might have left after Christmas. But our speaker was to have been a Mr. McKee who phoned me this morning about it. But since he isn't here, I'm afraid we'll hold have to. Snodgrass. Uh... Oh,
3: Snodgrass
1: hold everything. I'm here, Snod. Oh, uh, where, where, where? Are you, Mr. McGee? Over here at the kitchen door. As soon
3: as I get my wife and I's plates filled, I'll be right with you. A little more gravy, bud, and heavy on the mashed potatoes. Thanks. There, there you are, Molly. Hold my plate one now. Oh, where'd she go? Probably want to fix her face. okay,
1: gentlemen. I'll speak now and eat later. Good. We'd appreciate that, Mr. McGee. Now, as I understand it, this promotion idea of yours has to do with some 30 large weather balloons. Is that right? That's right. Now, gentlemen,
3: here is my plan. Here. Each of these, before I mentioned large balloons, will be leased to one of you merchants at 25 bucks per balloon. On each balloon, which, by the way, they're 20 feet in diameter, you may paint an ad for your store. I will then take the balloons, fill them with gas, attach a bucket seat to the whole 30 of them, seat myself on said seat, and at an appointed hour, float into the air 500 feet over the downtown district, dropping circulars for each of you merchants into a frenzied mob of shoppers. that... <laughs> Oh, uh, there's my wife now. Will someone please help her to a chair till I can get over there? She hasn't heard the plan till just now herself, and I was afraid it might react on her this way. Uh, now, now, take it easy, kiddo. I- I'm nearly through here. I'll be right with you. And so, gentlemen, if this plan meets with your approval, I'm ready and willing to oh, sit on set seat with
1: this Ollie. will be right back.
0: The soap that gets you
1: extra clean is dial, dial, dial. The soap that
0: keeps you extra clean is dial, dial, dial.
1: Men who hate to fuss with separate deodorants really go for the dial idea because just your daily bath or shower with dial keeps you nice to be around all the time. You see, normal perspiration has no odor until skin bacteria attack it. They cause the odor. Ordinary soaps leave thousands of these bacteria. But Dial removes up to 95% of them. For Dial's the only leading soap with AT7 or hexachlorophene. There's nothing else as good. And Dial's AT7 clings to your skin, continuously protecting you for several days if need be. Dial doesn't stop normal perspiration, but it does stop odor before it starts. Aren't you glad you use Dial soap and... Don't you wish everybody did?
2: McGee, I refuse to let you go through with this. But you're not going up in those weather balloons, and that's all there is to it. But you'll fall out of there and get killed. Besides, you'll catch cold. But Molly... No! I won't hear of it. What if something goes wrong?
3: Nothing's going to go wrong. I've got this thing figured out from every angle. Seven hundred and fifty bucks! Wow. Besides, I can't back out now. You know what everybody will say about me if I don't go through with it. There goes that McGee. He's yellow.
2: That's better than what they'll say about you if those balloons break. What's that? There goes McGee. Period.
3: Look, uh, let, let's talk this over tomorrow. It's it's getting late.
2: All right, but I'm still not going to let you do it. Good night. I mean it. Good night, all.
1: Pepper McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Stanley Farrar as Mr. Snodgrass. This is John Wall saying there's more of this tomorrow, so see you then. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio
2: Network.